The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, it's Friday. We made it, friends. Hope you're having a, a great day. Hey, Dave Campbell, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. You've been busy in here. You're pulling about, uh, wearing about three different hats. You're operating the last couple of shows, uh, uh, shows. you're doing sports today. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, get two hours of spectacular radio on the air for uh, Reed Wilkins tonight. So it, it's, it's, it's been busy. Look at you go. All right, well, we'll try to make this, uh, I guess, next hour as easy as possible on you, okay? All right, hey, whatever you want to do in there. You okay. know, I'm ready for it. All right, bring it on is what he's saying. Bring it on. Uh, Brad Whisker, how you doing? A little sleepy. What's going on? Oh, yeah, you were up early watching hockey? Yeah, really early. Uh, <laughs> 4.45, 5 oh, o'clock. So, my goodness. Yeah, it's been a while since I've uh, woken up that early, obviously, before on the yeah. IU side. I was up around quarter to four every day. Oof. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a battle with this time change for uh, these Olympics. I was yeah. just talking to Dave about that, how some nights you stay up late, like the other night watching yes. the women's gold medal game. Then you wake up really early, like this morning, to watch the men's game. So, And both times, whether it's staying up or waking up, Canada's lost. Well, maybe you should stay in bed. Maybe it's you. Because if Andrew was here, and Andrew, by the way, will be back on Monday. He's uh, just finishing up his vacation in Mexico. Um, he would, you know, think something like that because he, you know, if I don't if I don't order pizza or I do order pizza, they win or they lose. I can get the same way. When I oh played gosh. hockey for years, <laughs> I wore the same shirt under my shoulder pads at every game for about four years did you wash it well yeah okay that's well good. i didn't wash it my mom someone and my washed mom it did, yeah. yeah okay so this was interesting reading today that the um 2018 winter olympics in south korea officially canada's most successful winter games ever 27 medals surpassing the um previous benchmarks set at the 2010 vancouver olympics if you were to tell me before the 2018 olympics that canada would not win a medal in women's curling not mm. win a medal in men's curling and potentially not win a medal in men's hockey and still top the 20, 2010 total? Yeah. I'd say you're crazy. So when you think about it, we could have had... Well, we'll see what happens with the men's hockey. Um, but that, you know, at least, guarantee, you know, typically guaranteed three more medals. That would have put us at 30, which would have been even, you know, even more uh, mind-blowing. But uh, there was a number of people saying that uh, some data analytics uh, company suggesting that we would bring home 33 this year. Well, we'd be close to uh, touching Norway's 35 if a few other competitions, mm-hmm. aside from hockey and curling, had worked out as well. This has been a f- fantastic game. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to watch as much as we normally would because of the time change. We've been able to you know, squeeze in mm-hmm. events in the evening, and if you are up early enough in the morning, you'll be able to watch them. But um, it's been great to watch what I've been able to watch, um, but it uh, we have missed out on a few quote-unquote guaranteed medals. Now, uh, hockey last night, so the men's hockey team will now be playing for bronze? Bronze tomorrow morning. Against who? Czech Republic. Okay. And the Czechs beat Canada in the round robin. Great. So I'm not sure if you really want to wake up tomorrow. So who's going to be in the gold medal game? Russia or the Olympic athletes from Russia. Yeah. 
and Germany. And Germany. Well, well, good on them. Could you imagine in Vegas the person that wagered a couple hundred oh. bucks on Germany to win the men's hockey? So saying uh, with, um, yeah, um, you know what, I'm sorry. It's Friday and I haven't slept now in pretty much 23 days. So my apologies. Um, yeah, Morley. Morley yesterday, same guy that uh, bet on uh, the Golden Knights to be the top of the league um, and, and possibly make first round, second round, possibly, you know, Stanley Cup. Someone's going to be making some money. They are. And that's going to be some serious coin, yeah. especially if they do pull off the win. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see. So, um, Caitlin Osmond won a bronze last night in the women's free skate competition. Um, Kelsey Surwa and Brittany uh, Phelan took home gold and silver in the women's ski cross event. That crazy event. It's so fun to watch. It's kind of like, it's like that Red Bull crashed. It is, thing. yeah. Yeah, they make the track just wide enough to fit the four skiers on that track. And when they all get bundled up and they're going, mm-hmm. you know, 50, 60 yeah, K an hour around those turns, it's wild. I drove by the uh, Red Bull crashed ice track last night. I was going downtown, so I was up beside uh, the Shaw Convention Center. I was like, whoa, that looks like fun. It'd be fun to go down that on a toboggan or uh, what do you call those, uh, crazy carpets. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we are right now. So we have those ones. This was interesting as well. I want to touch on it uh, because we talked about it yesterday, the, the female hockey player that took off her silver medal after it was put on after the loss the other night in that gold medal game. Um, Jocelyn LaRock. She's apologized now for taking off her her medal she says she regrets it meant no disrespect she sent out a a statement earlier today apologizing to the ioc the international ice hockey federation the pyeongchang uh, olympic organizing committee the canadian olympic committee hockey canada and her teammates and it said, in the moment, I was disappointed with the outcome of the game and my emotions got the better of me. I'm proud of our team and proud to be counted among the Canadian athletes who have won medals at these games. Being on the podium at the world's biggest sporting event is a great achievement and one I'm thankful I was able to experience with my teammates. So, yeah, I, in the heat of the moment, still, in my opinion, wasn't cool. But as we talked about yesterday, you know, give 24 hours and it's like, hey, you know what? We got silver. That's and a, cl- good. a classic Canadian move, too. She apologized to everyone yes. and their dog <laughs> to make sure that no one was so offended sorry. by that maneuver. I'm yeah. so sorry. Talking about offending before we uh, kind of just wrap this up because we've got a bunch to get to today. Gans Ferentz is on. We're talking about keeping love alive in a marriage or in a relationship when, you know, you get past the kind of butterfly part, the first whatever. So we're going to talk about that. So it should be interesting. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, the new... Uh, the chief pilot with uh, the new Air One. Plus, going to find out all about kombucha. Yeah. Never had it, never tried it. It always kind of freaks me out when I look at how it's made, so we'll talk to that as well. But you talk about, um, you know, possibly offensive. Did you see the streaker at the Olympics? No, I didn't catch that. There was a streaker. Um, he made his way onto the ice rink. He took to the rink after the men's speed skating during the 100 meter, 1,000 meters. So he he jumps the side like from the from the seats over the boards and starts gearing down and he takes off his his sweater. Um, he's got a hot pink tutu on, a bizarre monkey thong. <laughs> <laughs> that's a guy that's taking advantage of the ten beer at a time well, rule in yeah, South Korea. Yeah, and probably not a whole lot. Of, you know, but the spectators are fairly spread out too, right? And he had the words peace and love emblazoned on his chest. Chester. 
So, yeah, 2-2, but he geared right down. He managed to stay on the ice apparently for quite a few minutes and could be seen in the background as uh, the competitors were uh, interviewed uh, just off to the side of the rink. Dancing around there. He was just dancing around in his pink tutu. Do you remember a few years back? Was it the the first outdoor hockey game here that that guy went over the boards naked? Do you remember that? I'm sure Dave would have was a that? pretty good idea. Was I had that? a terrible view for that because he was right close to me. <laughs> and our broadcast location with uh, with Sid Smith as well. So it I'm ho- like, It was uh, the hockey game though, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, it was. It was, uh, I think it was... It was during the uh, Mega Stars game, or at halftime, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, I look over, and it was so cold that day. It was ridiculous. It was freezing it was like cold. Minus thirty yes. with the wind chill, and it was awful. And I look to my left, and I'm going, <laughs> I can't unsee that, and I can't believe I'm seeing it. So that's what alcohol will do to you. So. <laughs> Yeah, I always wonder about these streakers, these these guys and these gals that that do this. Now. Well, you know, public place, let's put it that way. I mean, if you're running around your own backyard, I don't really care. I remember back, I think it was 2007. It was my second year in the booth with uh, with Halsey when we were calling games together. And uh, it was another bad Labor Day performance by the Eskimos. Mm-hmm. So I think in the final five minutes, there was about five streakers. Really? On the field at well, McMahon Stadium. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it was more entertaining than the football game, that's for sure. <laughs> all righty, it's 2.15 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Brad, thanks for all your help this week. Absolutely, it's been fun. You take care of business with uh, Andrew on Monday. It's going to be busy because it's the NHL trade deadline day. So that's going to be busy. And then and back that up. Federal budget on Tuesday. And then we are broadcasting live from the Maz for Heart Pledge Day on Wednesday. Awesome. I'll see you then. Alrighty. Alrighty. Uh, it's coming up to 2.20 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Uh, you can always get a hold of me at 6.30, 6.30. You can give us a shout at 496-0063. A couple of comments on the streakers uh, from Smoky Lake. Yep, I remember the streaker at the Oilers outdoor game. Why at a cold weather event? Don't they worry about, you know, in the cold? I understand when women streak in the cold, but men? And then this one says, Jaylen, at minus 25 degrees Celsius, male streakers, certainly you're not winning any breakfast. Brownie points, no matter how virile you think you are. Well said. Uh, you know what? It has been a big day for the Edmonton Police Service. Our city has a new police helicopter. We've been talking about it throughout the day here on 630 Chet, and we're pleased to be joined by Chief Pilot Murray Mashmeyer to find out, mo- uh, to find out more. Hi, Murray. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for joining us. Busy day for you. It has been a busy morning, but a very good morning. Yeah, so big day, and uh, it's, it's, you've got to be really happy right now. We are. We are pleased. Uh, this project's been uh, several years in the making to sort of see it come to fruition and be able to unveil it and present it to uh, the public and, and uh, you know, talk about uh, the enhanced capabilities we're going to have is uh, definitely uh, an exciting time. You know, isn't it an, ama- an amazing thing how far this police helicopter uh, program has come in the city of Edmonton from, from you know, Bob Layton talking about it one day to a fundraising, like a grassroots fundraising campaign to the first one, um, getting the first one to now this. What has it been, like 17 years it has been seven. Oh my years. gosh! And that history that you talk about uh, has not been lost on the unit. We, uh, we we talk about it here in the office on a regular basis, and, and it's really kind of the passion uh, that drives a lot of us uh, for the work that we do each day. 
because um, we remember that in the beginning it was the citizens of Edmonton that mm-hmm. donated their own money and they said the, the police need to have this resource, they need to have this tool. Um, and it has evolved a lot since then. We've gone from having one helicopter to, in 2009, having a second uh, EC-120. And that really allowed us to operate seven nights a week. Mm-hmm. We often will have one helicopter in maintenance and, <laughs> and then the other one's the, the duty machine. So that allowed us to operate uh, and maintain our aircraft and have nightly coverage. Uh, and now we've progressed or evolved to that next level where we're, now we have uh, a machine that has uh, extra performance and capability as well as a lot of upgraded mission equipment. Yeah, I want to talk a bit about that. I can remember flying in Air One years back with then pilot um, Chris Hayden yeah. with Mouse. And uh, I just thought at the time it was the coolest thing on the planet. You had, uh, I, I call it a FLIR now, the, the, the infrared, all of that sort of stuff. Um, what are the upgrades on, on the new helicopter and, and what does it mean for the city? As far as, uh, well, there's two parts. There's the aircraft itself mm-hmm. and there's the mission equipment. On the aircraft side, the, the big thing is that we can carry a lot more fuel, which gives us a longer time in the air. Nice. Because uh, what we found, especially uh, working out of Villeneuve, is that uh, we were declining a lot of calls, saying we can't go to that call because we've got to go back and get fuel, or we're partway through a call, and we're not finished doing the work and providing the support that we that we do, but we'd say we have to leave because we've got to go back and get fuel. Uh, this aircraft, uh, we have consistently uh, around three and a half hours of fuel. So we're finding that we, we, we're abandoning and declining calls a lot less frequently, um, which v- means that we can provide the support when we're needed the most. Murray, I thought you guys were out at the Edmonton Airport. When did Villeneuve happen? No, we uh, moved out to Villeneuve uh, 2013. Oh, so jeepers. I thought it was at the at the. Um at the international. No, so so we have that uh, that transit between uh, here and the city, and so having that extra fuel now, uh, like I say, just gives us that ability to to stay in the air longer and, and uh, finish calls from start to finish, and not have to fly away while while the officers are on the ground still dealing with a you know a dynamic uh, situation. What about the speed of the chopper? It's uh, it it cruises about 130 uh, 135 knots. Um, which is, it's about 50 kilometers faster than our current machine. So you're able to get to calls faster. Absolutely. And it's noticeable. Like when we're going to calls, you can, you look out the window, it's noticeably faster as uh, we're traveling over the ground. And then coupled with that is, um, is the improved, uh, some of our mission equipment. So we've always had infrared cameras, mm-hmm. but previously they were in standard definition. And uh, now these camera systems, both in the color camera and the infrared are in high definition. And I think most people can relate to it because when you watch TV at home, everybody's watching on HD channels. And when you put a standard F channel on, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a big difference, yeah. it's a very noticeable difference. And now with this camera system, it has more zoom. And with that HD quality, we're able to, because we're looking for people, suspects that are hiding. Yeah. Um, and we find them because their bodies are giving off heat. And we can see it on the camera. Well, now with a high-definition camera, we can... Um, find those hiding spots uh, uh, more effectively uh, and maybe hi- find people that we went to found with, uh, with kind of an older technology camera system. Yeah, and when you talk about um, the speed and being able to, to fly longer as well, as, as the city of Edmonton continues to grow out 
and out. I mean, the city is huge. And and trying to get from one side to the other at times, yeah. um, you know, you can get there a lot quicker, which is which is great. Now, I have to ask you about this because you know what? Um, it always comes up and it has for 17 years with the police chopper about uh, the noise of it. Sure. The, the noise of the chopper, when you guys fly over my place and you do on a fairly regular va- basis because I live near a ravine, so you're up and down cruising up that quite often. I don't mind the noise. I, I actually find the noise quite comforting um, knowing that they're there but I have a couple texts coming in saying hey I'm, I'm curious about the tail rotor of the new police chopper are you concerned that the open tail rotor will be louder than the previous model is it going to, going to be louder it's a good question and it's an accurate uh, um, I guess an assessment so the, so the EC120 that we've flown up until this point has an enclosed tail rotor or otherwise called a fenestron and that technology does make it quieter um, with this helicopter, it does have a more traditional uh, external tail rotor system, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make it louder, but we, we, we're doing a number of things to try to mitigate that. Um, so we're, we're trying to fly slightly higher at calls. Okay. We're definitely sensitive to the, to the, to the noise that the helicopter creates. We, you know, we, we respond to areas and we orbit and we use our technology to support the, 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 the units on the ground, uh, but we only stay there as long as we need to. Uh, and then we'll fly away and make sure we don't, you know, continue uh, loitering in that area. <laughs> um, in between calls, we will fly at higher altitudes. Okay. So we call it proactive patrol. So in between calls, we're always looking out the window to to see suspicious activities, vehicles uh, in industrial areas or skulking up and down uh, back alleys in residential areas, uh, vehicles traveling at high rates of speed. Well, we can do that at higher altitudes. Um, so we'll do that in between calls and then... The reason that we come down to about 1,000, 1,200 feet during a call is we, we use the technology on board, but we also visually look out the window. So we'll be looking out the window if we're looking for, let's say, a suspicious vehicle or a suspect vehicle, and we'll see something first visually that matches what we're looking at, and then we swing the camera over, we zoom in, and then make a determination. Is that what we're looking for or not? And if it's not, then we look out the window and we see another vehicle moving around in that area, and then we zoom in. And So if we fly too high, we lose that capability. Yeah. So we try to kind of strike a balance between um, noise sensitivity, but also being effective at the, at the job that we're, that we're doing. And this type of helicopter is quite popular with other police services, isn't it? It is. Uh, when you look across North America, there's, I believe, about 225 of, the, of this series of helicopter, and it's, it's the most popular helicopter used for public safety aviation missions. Now, um, the grassroots campaign last time, um, you know, everyone wants to know who's paying this time. Right. Um, well, this time, uh, this aircraft was uh, funded through the budget process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was a joint venture between the province of Alberta and the city of Edmonton. So the uh, Alberta government, through its municipal sustainability initiative, um, uh, put $3.4 million towards it with, with the balance uh, coming from the city of Edmonton. And um, that was in, like, with our uh, EC120 in 2009, that was fully funded through the budget process through the city of Edmonton. So this is, um, this is I guess, a new... Uh, uh, partnership uh, between the cool. city of Edmonton and and you know when you listen to uh, the minister's uh, comments this morning, um, it, the government's seen the value in mm-hmm. investing into uh, this platform that uh, can benefit not only uh, the citizens but also in the greater Edmonton area because we do have events that start in the city and go out of town. 
we do assist the uh, RCMP detachments that are in the greater Edmonton area. Um, so there's a benefit not only to Edmontonians, but to uh, to uh, citizens in the capital region. And the old Air One now is, uh, it's done, it's been commissioned, decommissioned? Yes, uh, so we're not flying it any longer. Um, the plan with that aircraft is some of the more most valuable components we're going to sell and then return that money to the city of Edmonton as a residual value for the aircraft to off- offset the purchase price of the uh, the new H125. Awesome. And then for some of the other components we're going to retain cuz we're still operating Air 2, the other EC120. So um, for the remainder of the components we now have um, like a spare components and part supplies. Uh, so we can use that uh, within our um, uh, within our maintenance program to when we have some components come due on air two, we can we can still use some of those components from uh, from the first aircraft. Super Murray, thanks for joining me this afternoon. And uh, you know we can follow the uh, Air One at at EPS underscore Air One, the Edmonton Police Service at Edmonton Police. Thanks for uh, joining us this afternoon. Have a great weekend. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.